following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favourite actors and actresses would rather forget they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always are my co-hosts. She's changed her name to the prison-appropriate Gin Barrel and has been existing purely off a diet of wet eggs. It's Barney. Oh, wet eggs. Yeah, I still have nightmares about that. Yeah. And he has been barred from his local garden centre after trying to spin kick a yucca plant into an assistant's face. James. Prison changes a man. <laughs> and we are honoured to have our first ever guest on Last Orders. You may know him from his excellent film club podcast. Some of you may have seen him down the precinct outside the brown dragon with dirty janet still on furlough from white and bailey fabrications it's the best film reviewer the internet has to offer mr randall parker oh, I good ask skip <laughs> uh, do you want to tell people where Lost they find to be. you i'm with i'm genuinely nervous about having you on to be honest <laughs> oh. it's you know i think of never meet your heroes it's uh yeah Remember um, my eyebrows done and everything <laughs> No expense spent. I've had my ears lifted. <laughs> oh, no, it's all right. Oh, no. It's all right. Uh, I'll behave myself. Do you want to uh, tell people where they can find you and, and, and what it is you do? Oh, yeah. Whatever rock you find your podcasts under, I'm there. <laughs> and, uh, like, what I do is I review films, right, until, like, well, shit films normally, and give you a bit of a bit of insight into what goes on down here where I live. <laughs> uh, I, you may have heard me speak of, of Randall Parker many, many times on this on this, on this this podcast. Uh, I, I genuinely think it's one of the best things I've heard on in podcasts, not just because you're here, but genuinely. <laughs> I, I love it, and I, I, I sing your praises to literally everyone that I meet that listens to podcasts, because... I, I do that down the precinct, but they never listen. <laughs> do you remember, Barney, that man that used to dance outside Hampson's? Oh, yeah. What was he called? DJ... Oh, yeah, you used to dress up in like a silver cowboy hat and just have like a little boombox and dance to um, he had like a name steps and stuff outside Friday. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's not that name. man who uh, um, uh, Barry. Uh, this is getting a bit off topic, but there's a man who he looks like your uncle and it just yeah, always dances. No, he was a proper old geezer. No, anyone's uncle. He's just got a very avuncular face. Well, there, used be, there used to be Ray Boddington, who used to dance in Manchester, um, who unfortunately died when he was hit by a tram. That's not a joke. That's just like a, a true thing. That, but he famously used to dance in Piccadilly Gardens. Yeah, he can't dance yeah. there now. He's dancing in heaven now. Yes. <laughs> the rhythm uh, took him. Yeah. Um, this week. Oh no! Wait, we've got other bits to do. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Hallmark Great and Instagram and Facebook and all that at Hallmark of Greatness. There's an email if you want to send stuff to us about films you think we should recommend or watch. That also makes sense. This week's film chosen by Mr. Randall Parker, uh, 1985's Yes, Madam. One of the greatest films ever. It's good. It is a cracker. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, 1985's Yes, Madam, produced by Sammo Hung of Martial Law fame, which I thought was nice, starring Michelle Yeoh, a very young Michelle Yeoh, and uh, Randall's favourite, Cynthia Rothrock. Oh, Queen of Kung Fu, Cynthia Rothrock. And her, and her fake leg. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did love that. Where did you yeah. find this film? <laughs> Why did this come to mind? Put it on VHS. <laughs> 
What is it? Is it under the name of Yes, Madam? Because there's a it's, few names for this. It's uh, either Yes, Madam or Police Assassins. Yeah. Ah, Police so, Assassins is a better yeah. name. Police yeah. Assassins sounds like one of those light gun games down the arcade, though, don't it? Like, mm. you know, you have to hide behind them. James, you want to give us your what you think this film is about based on the title? Yes, Madam. Yes, Madam. 1985. Two crossdressers on the fateful ship Titanic realize that the women and children first policy extends not just to lifeboats but to increasingly water facilities all across the ship, including the pharmacy, diving bay, and electric danger room. Shirking off the social constraints of pre-war Europe, they find that every crew member says yes, madam, to just about any request. Spurning all chance of rescue to an unsympathetic world, the animated duo live it up because... It's party time. It's party time. Oh, no, we're not getting more. Oh, no, it's like that. No more I've, I've created lyrics to this. Oh, oh, fine. Go on. It's because I've got a it's bed very for this short. somewhere. Go on. It's fine. Attend those receptions. Drink lots of brine. High five all the icebergs. It's party time. I mean, you shouldn't, you shouldn't drink brine. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you can help when you're on the Titanic. I mean, Titanic your, 1 or 2, you know, take your pick. Has your brain been warped by the amount of Titanic we've had to do over the past month? <laughs> I think it's more the fact that we've not had a hot babe role fulfilled in many well, of the films that we've had so we've far. We've got double hot babes. Two is. Yeah. Um, there's a, and it also ticks the box of having mm. very Challenge Annika style outfits for them both as well. Um, Barney, based on the poster, go on. Two lady cops in oversized 80s clothes fight crime on the streets of Hong Kong with all the action of car chases, people falling through windows, and one villain in sunglasses. Ah, well, that's where you're wrong because there's about 90 villains. <laughs> so many that I lost track of who was supposed to be angry at that. In, in many ways, sort of colonial Hong Kong is another villain introduced as a character. <laughs> Strewn uh, with barrels. There was mm, there was a lot of windows broken in this. Yeah. yeah. They must have just perfected sugar glass at this point. Um, it seems to me in Hong Kong, the only prerequisite you've got to be a villain is to laugh insidely. Oh, and have sunglasses. <laughs> I have got a bit where it doesn't he say at one point, I really like to laugh. Yes, at the end. Yeah. And then I and thought, goes, is he gonna go <laughs> is he gonna break into Dick Van Dyke's song from uh, Mary Poppins? But no, just, no. just laugh some more. The film just ends and I went, Oh, okay. I like the way <laughs> no, that he's got a see-through like, shirt as well. You can see his vest underneath it as well. Oh proper um, character. Yeah, when we when we get to him, I've called him Elvis Holmes because <laughs> he looked like Elvis, but he had a pipe. So yeah. He did. He uh, did. Let's let's get into this then. We open up with some of the best 80s action music I've ever seen yeah oh <laughs> the scene that I have dubbed the Waterstones <laughs> pervert <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also going to mention that I don't want to make fun of anyone's name but this the exact director of this was Dixon Poon um, and that I think is um, Michelle Yeoh's husband at the time and I think he owns Harvey Nichols or something like that and this is just a side project it's just making all these films um, yeah it's just weird isn't it but it yeah, happened to facts early on and I'm just trying to make Waterstones pervert joke <laughs> Yeah, um, so there's a lot of interesting books on sale at Waterstones as well because this <laughs> this man creeps up on a woman spying on her between a copy of a book on the Great Wall of China and something on the Chippendale strippers and I'm not making that up. See, I, I thought I'll leave them for James to look at. He, he's, I haven't got the time today. Yeah, he creeps up behind uh, Michelle Yeoh, who is Inspector Ng in this, says, hello, madam, and then just gets his cock out. <laughs> We've all done these, haven't we? Not a lot of Like maybe a library, but well, they've got cameras. I, I can't in. say I've ever done that. <laughs> no, he's like he's not even like he flat. He takes takes the coat off entirely, so he's going all in on it. Like uh, it she completely, turned... yeah, it completely ruined her 
reading in the book of a big verso style size book on Michelangelo. I was like, what section is she in that includes all these things? She just likes dick pics. Does he not do a lot of dicks, Michelangelo? Mm. Yeah, but they're all tiny, aren't they? Because like, well, so was his when she shut the book on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly, still of a book mark, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then a, co- a copper pairs takes him away immediately. I mean, no more. So the Hong Kong, I've got several times through this. Hong Kong police do not fuck about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they put him in a car, uh, and then an armored van pulls up that has "super safe" written on the side of it, <laughs> and it turns out to be anything but. They unload what I'm assuming is cash for Waterstones. They must have well, a big, big cash drop there every every week. They haven't lost any sales to Kindles. They're well in it. Not in 1985. No. Oh, um, Sat traps come on cock in a Kindle. <laughs> and that's the title of this episode. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and at this point, I've just got, this is amazing. <laughs> I've just put, boom, what a start to a film. Yeah, traps in a book, gunfight. That's what happens. Um, the guy who gets out of the truck has a shotgun and just randomly opens fire on this car. <laughs> like, he doesn't even yeah. wait for them to get out. He's like, oh, they're up to no good. I mean, um, she's got a really powerful gun as well. It sort of, like, propels somebody back through a window screen. It, it, yeah. Uh, well, they, they're trying to hijack this uh, this this armoured van. Inspecting sees it, uh, and then, they're like, a, a gun gun battle in shoes. Uh, there's um yeah she shoots someone back through a oh and also people like just get shot in the face as well just randomly she traps a guy after the, the truck flips for some reason because of stunts probably barrels in the road I think it ramps off a car um, <laughs> and the black in the car says sorry about that <laughs> yeah some oh, brilliant yeah. dialogue in this <laughs> he does yeah he goes yeah sorry another one uh, pulls up and says wow it's terrible <laughs> Yeah, just a random guy. Wow, it's terrible. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, what was he called? Simon? There's a guy later on who's just called Simon. Like in Hong Kong. Uh, and uh, Michelle Yeoh does a good Dirty Harry with a shotgun. We're like, I don't know if there's any bullets left. Do you want to take that risk? And then she just shoots him anyway. She shoots his hand off. And then they come to her and say, is, is that one of them? <laughs> she just shoot the hand off a casual bloke walking past. <laughs> They're prepared to accept that. I'm in Hong Kong. Just wow, it is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, another piece of dialogue here is when um, the, like the traffic police, who then appear in it a bit later on, cordon everything off. Oh. And one of them says, don't block the way. Nothing spectacular. <laughs> such a no. Just a, an armoured van ramping and a gunfight. That's <laughs> no, fine. Not the most spectacular thing we've seen this week. My favourite uh, thing is the next scene where they all, she's there back in the office with all her colleagues with flowers. Uh, the traditional Hong Kong police flower dance. <laughs> <laughs> and what do they all sing? Um, hip, I didn't hip, write Madame is great. Yeah, Madame is great. And I was like, what a good, that's even better than like Happy Birthday. Hip, hip, hooray. Oh. Madame is great. It would appear uh, yeah. this happens fairly regularly though, because they've got a dance routine worked out. <laughs> it's like TGIs when you say it's your birthday. Oh. <laughs> Everybody gets involved in this, including the flasher that she arrests. <laughs> who, who? They've put a full outfit on though. He's got a full like jumper and trousers on. So in the police car, they've obviously got get dressed. You know, there's enough corpses around, just pull something off. Anything that's not got holes in it. Uh, We're introduced to the chief, Mr. Wong. Who is her boss, and she's asking for time off because she's got a just... very handsome tash. I have to say, there's a lot of good moustaches. Stepped in this. out of another world with that moustache. Yeah. Um, because she wants she um, she wants to meet Richard, 
who she trained with in Scotland. And I was like, how is training for police work in Scotland comparable to Hong Kong? Yeah, I was going to say, I've been watching a lot of Arrested Development. Um, so I just sort of mentally had footage not found when she's training in Scotland with all these martial arts <laughs> moves. Yeah, I was just like kicking people up the kilt. And yeah, uh, we then cut to Richard uh, in his hotel. And a man with a cigar and sunglasses getting in a lift. Inspector Gadget, I named yeah. him. Because <laughs> he's in the trench, he's in the flashless trench coat. Who was he? Okay, he's I got him. Coat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw that. And then I got a bit confused at this because there's well, a lot of, lot of ring, stuff happening. He rings 1008 and then puts the phone down. And then that's apparently the room Richard checks into. Right. Oh. Yeah. Like you can predict time or something. I- uh. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't. It was a bit odd, wasn't it? It was yeah. a bit confusing because there was this guy in the lift, and then there was um, Strepsil and Aspirin getting changed into waiters' uniforms. Oh, were they right. already in waiters' uniforms? No, they were getting changed into waiters' Change, uniforms. Yeah. So it, yeah, so there's like two things going on. You don't really realise that when you're watching it the first time round. But there's a man going up to see Richard Nernan, who's also checking in, um, and then there's people disguising themselves as waiters, as robbers. Um, Richard Nernan acquires a microfilm from a journal that's on the table like the economic journal of hong kong it was it was like weird there was nothing like out of place in the background for this usually that's my strength is just looking for stuff um but it was all like it was very sort of meticulous i was very impressed and then he answers the door to mr dick he does to mr Mr. dick Dick. who later Uh, in the film you find out his first name is willie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I thought that might be a translation error or something. There is a bit later on where I've got, this must be a translation error because it doesn't make sense otherwise. Whether in the snooker hall. Yes, we'll get to it. Mr. Mr. Dick has come to... Oh, stop it! <laughs> I'm going to laugh every time. I'm so, so, so childish. I've, I've called him Mr. Dick throughout anyway. Uh, has come to buy this microfilm off Richard Nernan and he offers him a big old briefcase full of money. Uh, Richard refuses in English, but it's been dubbed. And he says, basically, if I was a, a younger man, then I'd, I'd take your offer, but I need something else now. Uh, and Mr. Dick proceeds to shove an apple in his mouth and then fire a gun through the apple. How soft must have that apple been? That's what I was thinking, right? It weren't oh. Granny Smith, was it? No. <laughs> one, of them, one of them pink lady ones or like, yeah. You've got a rock-hard baking apple. Trying to jump <laughs> I don't know what the point of the apple was. It, it, I mean, it already had, had a, a silencer on it. It had a suppressor on it, so double suppressing? It was an organic silencer. Ah, there yeah, we go. Biodegradable. Well, can I point out, before all this, there was another cracking part where um, Strepsil or Aspirin, whatever they're called, was it one was trying to chisel the doorknob? Uh, yeah, yes. I've got excellent lock work there, lads. And then the other one just like credit card it, and I've just put, it should have used the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> the Irish well, I put for the credit card as well. It doubles no, up as a tourniquet. <laughs> Strepsil looks like a Poundland Danny Bacon, I thought. <laughs> God, Strepsil yeah, is a spooky pervert. <laughs> Oh, but he's so I can nice. see that. <laughs> I I was thinking Danny DeVito at first. Someone called Danny. It's the it's the Hong Kong Danny. Uh, yeah, he shoots him in the mouth. Richard has hidden this microfilm in his passport, and it's one of them big old ones with cardboard flaps on it as well, which you don't get anymore. He doesn't know where to find it. There's a knock on the door, and um, Michelle Yeoh's there to, for her date 
with oh, her no, it's, the, it's, it's the room service lad first. A, a procession of people enter this room. I got room. so confused because there were so many people coming and going out of this room with white Aspirin walks in. So the one that doesn't look like Danny DeVito is the younger one, Aspirin. He walks in and he goes nicking because he thinks the man on the table with apple on his head is asleep and just starts, you know, nicking stuff, steals his passport and everything. Doesn't realise the microfilm's in it. And then Madam turns up and he tells, her that, he tells her that Richard's been asleep. So just walk in, and that's like the worst service. Oh yeah, I'm just having a nap, so I'll entertain all guests then. And then she finds him dead. Oh my god! And then searches for that lad. But she does that by going, Richard, 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 Richard. Start slapping him about the face. That's not going to help. Also, how good a detective is she if she can't realise that the back of his head's been blown off by a gun? Well, if you look at the scene, his head looks perfectly normal, so that's what the apple does. It stops your brains being blown out the back of your head. Well, you heard it's it here fact. first. It, well, according to film in 1980. No, during the autopsy, or when he says, he says it shot through the bottom of his jaw and up through his brain. So the so apple it, is a, like a refraction unit for bullets. There's an apple puree in there, bedding it. Bang. The apple slows the bullet down enough to penetrate the brain, but not the skull, <laughs> is what we're saying. Right. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Like they should put palette. a warning on apples in the supermarket, shouldn't they? <laughs> Bend bullets like him wanted. <laughs> uh, it's not on the passport. Madam comes in with some serious swag on her. That green V-neck top thing she's wearing. That's, yeah. that's very 80s, yeah. There's a lot of big jumpers in this. I'm very good for <laughs> very like that, but... Uh, the thieves have the money, and then we cut to Paladol. Asian member of Dex's Midnight Runner. <laughs> Poundland Mickey Pierce, oh, I've got. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can see him as Mickey Pierce. <laughs> yeah, he's forging driving licenses in a very cluttered. <laughs> you all right? <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's forging passports in the dark for some reason. Oh, no, forging ID cards in the dark for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> and then. Three guys come in and set about him for selling him shit um, IDs and shit weapons. He chuck a grenade in first. Yeah, it's a very oh. confusing <laughs> knock yeah. on the door. That it's a it's it's a bold strategy. If you want to talk to someone, if they shut the door, just lob a grenade. At him. They trap his head in the door, and he goes, "I can't open the door because my head's trapped in the door." <laughs> and I was like, "His logic is sound." Then <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he shuts the door and goes, "I'm not going to let you in." Yeah, so they launch a grenade at him, and he's like, "Ah, oh, it's a fake grenade. I've had enough of these." Throws it back out and gets blown out across the room when the door explodes just standard day in, in, in Panadol's life this it would appear because he's got all <laughs> later on he's got all these escape mechanisms and stuff so he must be like either shit at his job and they're always coming back for refunds or yeah these three lads come in um, the, 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 the passport the ID cards have, have faded under light yeah but only oh, the foreheads I'm not <laughs> around the eyes just draw that in with a marker isn't it? angry eyebrows you know you can do that a Mr Bean Whistler impression on one would have been good uh, yeah, I, the one thing as well, because they get into a fight with him, uh, he, he switches up the guns, they give him a real gun, like, oh, the forgeries are nothing like this gun, so he uses that gun on them. Uh, and, and my favourite thing about Panadol is his desperation to escape every fight by climbing relentlessly <laughs> on the way. He, he does have a certain like monkey-like quality about him to just ascend uh, um, to the skies. But yeah, he also um, at one point has one of those things that they used to have in libraries. 
with the mm. card index in him that he's rigged, but that when he hits certain bits, <laughs> draws fly out and hit people. Which, again, if he put this much time and effort into his forgeries as he does his hijinks, then he'd be a lot better of a forgerer. Forgerer. Forge- I don't know what they Yeah. Strepsil and Aspirin hear all this going on in the corridor, so they formulate a strategy to pretend to be police. He's Detective Inspector 1234. <laughs> And he does good fake walking away as well, nice. The three bad lads climb down a rope uh, a rope ladder, which Panadol then just hacks off with a meat cleaver and leaves them to die. Yeah. Fall to the death. Yeah, but the meat cleaver was chained to the side. So this must be a regular occurrence as well. Or people keep nicking his meat cleavers. Like in the bank when the pen's on a bit of spring. <laughs> the only reason I could think you'd have a cleaver chained to your side. Because Panadol, as well as being choked, uh, Strepsil, the older man, comes over to him to see if he's all right and tries to cure his stiff neck by twisting it. By <laughs> twisting his neck. That's like, what are you doing? Ancient oriental techniques, mate, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> and I've, the only other thing I've got for this is that the script for this must have just been in all caps throughout because they're just screaming at one another. I'm surprised. I've never seen anything like a script. <laughs> Two I'm script writers. This I've said I'm invested now because we've got a farcical scene. I mean, I There's love a, a far. And we've got kung fu beforehand. So I'm yes. like, I'm in. I'm invested. This is, this is 100% on board. Um, it turns out they have like a weird, um, is it detente? One of those lockbox things that all requires all three keys mm. to open. But they're only using them. padlocks. So if you're really desperate to get in there, you can just... Use the Irish technique. Yeah. <laughs> with a rock. Yeah. Or a credit card. You know, they're very important, those credit cards. Uh, but it turns out they're saving money for the old man. I don't you know who the once. old man is. We meet we once meet and then him later on. In possibly the most uncomfortable scene in the entire film. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> they accuse Panadol of putting fake forged money in and he apologizes and then they, they all like have a bit of a fight with each other. And it's like they're all supposed to be brothers. Not the actual brothers, but street like, brothers, yeah. They fight, but they, they're always they're always mates. And then we cut to a, a nursing home with three young men with old man makeup on. Oh, you missed a bit there. Have I missed uh, a bit? It oh, introduces... what about the villain who spins really fast in his yeah. chair on perfect cue time? And they're like, right, cut. And he goes, wait, and he spins around in his chair. Mr. Okay. Henry Tin. <laughs> <laughs> That's him, Mr. Tin. Yeah. He's informed of the loss of the microphone, microphone in a very leafy office that he's got, which I thought was rather nice. And he instructs his chief goon, who I think... Uh, it's called Mad Dog later on. Is that uh, the guy with, with the eyebrows? Brow. With the eyebrows stuck on. <laughs> Looks like a young Saddam Hussein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was he in white face there? <laughs> Was he supposed to be a white chap? He's got like a US Vietnam. Army jacket yeah. on, isn't he? I couldn't place yeah, that. I thought he was supposed to be um, sort of Middle Eastern. Purely because of his outfit, the 80s, you still had the sort of terroristy, sort of Yemeni sort of thing, didn't ah, you? As so well? That's but why he had the big eyebrows and the moustache. That's yeah, what possibly. I'm guessing. I, yeah, it, it was a little bit perplexing why they felt the need to do that. Well, at the at the end of the film, in that last fight, one of the chief judges from Judge Dredd is in the fight for some reason. There's literally someone with that with the blue badge on it. And I was like, okay, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, oh, Panadol, Panad- Panadol's fiddling about with the dead man's passport that he's been given, um, and he lifts off his picture to replace it with another one, and you see, but torch. he doesn't see that the microfilm's in that, yeah, and he sticks it on his torch for some reason. Uh, so that's going on. And then the other thing, just after that, uh, is that um, Madam is down at the precinct with two detectives who are idiots, 
Um, and I really didn't think they got enough exposure in this. <laughs> Is this where one of them's doing like a Rosemary Connolly workout? Might be a little bit. I think Strepsil does that later, doesn't he? I don't. Well, I've just put one of them is doing a Rosemary Connolly workout. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> like a, yo- a yoga session. <laughs> I think I may have watched a different version of this film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, um, the captain Wong comes in and explains that Nernan was investigating Mister Henry Tin and probably found something. So then that gives them a focus to, to pursue that angle. Question. And then we cut to the old men perving on a woman. Before we get, or so to that, I thought. Question: What is on? That microfilm contracts the fake contracts. I, I didn't. Is that what it is? Believe. I yeah. I genuinely never heard what it was, but I assumed it was because it looked like it was just two bits. Because he looks at it and then we never see it again, like close up. It's fake, fake contracts. Okay, yeah. I, I just wondered what it was because I thought it was like it's a bomb recipe more or specific than that. Right, that's fine. <laughs> like, a lot of people die for this fake contract. <laughs> yeah, and we cut to the old folks' home uh, with the three young men in old man makeup. That is, they've got some talcum powder in their hair. Um, and this bit, I thought, oh, please don't go where I thought this is going to go. Because there's a, a young nurse wheeling a trolley towards them, and they're all doing sort of rubbing the thighs and licking the lips sort yeah, of stuff. And I'm yeah. like, oh, here we go. And then it does like a weird close-up of her waist as she comes in. And then they all spring on her. One, one's waiting behind the door. He pins her, pins her arms back. One of them like pulls her coat down. And then they just steal a bowl of chicken off the table. <laughs> It's a whole chicken. And then the matron turns up and forces them to spit out the chicken in their mouths. Oh, they're eating it. Like when a cat steals food and you approach it and they shovel it in faster. They say to her, they say to him, you're not allowed chicken. But why is she going into the room with a load of chicken? I don't know. There's nothing no, else on the trolley. chicken to go. No, to talk them. Look at this you can't have. That's well, what they ma- like though, isn't it? Did she host? say it was for the matron or something who was stood behind her? So why why not just get knew. They knew this was going to happen. Every day this happens. (laughs) Every day. Every day I've got saliva on me chicken. Just it all out, yeah. Um, and then um, Strepsil, Panadol, Strepsil, Panadol and Aspirin, or as I've called them, over-the-counter drugs, they appear with a tin of biscuits, a load of fruit, and two bottles of water. Oh, so it uh, would appear. There's some confusion about the water, and he says, like, it's special water. <laughs> the matron leaves, and I was like, it's one of them tin of butter biscuits. <laughs> No, it's it's one of those boxes of biscuits that normally has a. Uh, you open it thinking there'll be delicious biscuits inside, and it's just full of sewing kits and, st- and buttons <gasps> and stuff like that. Oh, right, oh, yeah. see what you mean. The ones you get at Christmas, like it's got a picture yeah. of like Dundee Castle on the front or whatever. I'm back. Right. Yes. Uh, Joe, do you put a biscuits gag again? <laughs> no, you, you've already heard it now, so it's like it's not going to be. But it's all funny. right because then Randall can jump in with his thing, and it's fine. All it's right, like right, it right, never right. happened. All right. Who's editing this? Me or they? Yeah, it's one of those tins of biscuits that you think, oh, it'll be delicious butter biscuits in there, and then you open it up, and it's full of buttons and sewing equipment. <laughs> See, not as good the second time, is it? <laughs> Absolute monsters. Uh, the matron leaves, and inside the tin is more chicken. So why are these <laughs> men are being forbidden from eating chicken? Oh, it's sweaty-looking chicken as well. It's just been sealed. Surely like... chicken's better for you than cookies, isn't it? Well, I, isn't, chicken, isn't chicken a healthy meat? Healthy meat. Yeah, 
should be. Not Low for in fat, them. high in and protein. Not allowed. not allowed chicken. Um, they've also brought them, so they do have a lot of fruit, which turns out to be fruit. Uh, and then the water <laughs> turns out to be Maotai, which I've looked it up and it, it looks like it's like a type of shoshu or like heavily distilled. It's almost like sake, but really distilled. It's, oh, so it's, it's, it's like, uh, what's, the, what's the thing? Like, like, like local hooch. Yeah, it's like lighter fluid. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I've guy's... had shoshu. Shoshu is really nice. So, yeah, Maotai is like a Chinese or Cantonese like version of it. Oh. Okay, so it's potent, potent booze. Yeah. Right. I was disappointed that the fruit didn't have something else in it. Like yeah, more, you know, like, like more chicken. <laughs> Just inside a pear. To do that, though. That was like when Heston made all them plums like out of sausage meat. <laughs> <laughs> but no apples, because someone might get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous, um, keep them out. Uh, the uh, old man tries to take them, get them to take the passport thing seriously, which for some reason they weren't capable of doing on the well, do they know that he's dead? The guy whose passport it was is dead because they were just going to yeah, hand it yeah. off to someone, weren't they? You find that out in a, from the newspaper or something, right? And then the two other old guys in there are trying to wear a wig in, and they just play the radio at the loudest volume I've ever heard anything in a film. <laughs> well, they're old, aren't they? Yeah, that's true. But then no one could hear anyone explain anything anyway. Uh, well, that's then... usual for all of them. So. Yeah, irrelevant. Uh, reading subtitles. Mm. Well, I didn't know this, but uh, reading into it, uh, most Hong Kong films in this sort of time frame all the dialogue is spoken very quietly because it's all dubbed over anyway yeah like international markets so it would have been them whispering eat the chicken anyway like so it's <laughs> it's double disturbing if you look at it that way that's, that's can you just whisper eat the chicken to me again it's not AS, ASMR <laughs> thing move your, body. move your body um yeah <laughs> Um, uh, Panadol then phones after this he phones the tip-off line and Madame herself is on the tip-off line she does everything like, no someone comes in and goes Madame someone's on tip line number one and she oh, like yeah. Yeah, oh, right. oh, hello tip line they just slam the phone down oh, just <laughs> and so on the on the basis of that she rocks up at the airport turns out that whoever's using the passport is just boarding a plane um and it's a very kicky man i don't, I don't know what his name was i've just gotten down i've called him man i've called him red vest because he he's got a red vest, vest. Yeah, i've called him, I, I call him shocked, shocked man because he's always like wide eyes <laughs> on his passport picture <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Three very salient facts about this man. Kicks, that's wears all, a vest, and that's stares. All, that's all we know about him. It's like Paddington giving you a hard stare. <laughs> uh, he's, um, Madame's like, come quietly with me, and he chooses violence as the option. <laughs> And a, I haven't fixed anything for so long. A very long and protracted fight sequence takes place in the airport, which is amazing, including uh, a man running over chairs, <laughs> which, like like a hurdles, it was like Office Olympics. It, yeah, it was a little bit like a horse race at that point. I was waiting for them to fall at the first fence. Uh, sorry, and, he, and he holds a woman hostage as well. Ooh, um, oh, no, be, before that, before that um, he runs down an escalator and Madame does a wicked looking drop kick off the escalator to him. <laughs> I was like, that, that looked like that hurt whoever done it. Um, it did. Well, no, I mean, the, the, the stunt person. Uh, yeah, and then he wraps a chain around um, Cynthia Rothrock's neck. So he's just snapped off his own neck. So 
Well, the early noughties, <laughs> the early noughties chains were very heavy, so they could probably strangle someone. Mm, yeah. I don't know about the eighties because I weren't born, but. but well, bear in mind he's using a fake passport. I'm assuming a lot of his gear is fake, so that's probably just made of tinfoil and. No. <laughs> and hope. Because no. yeah. you could buy that from Argos for twenty quid. Elizabeth Duke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know. Yeah, Rothrock then proceeds to kick him in the leg, kick him in the head with her fake leg, <laughs> and and activates karate skirt. Yeah. I that active. Kicking skirt. Uh, she does some excellent stuff. There's like a really good spin kick she does that I was like, okay, she's not mess- messing about here, is she? And she takes him down. It's she all does. really good fighting. It's- it is. It, I was very impressed. Yeah. I don't know whether it was more impressive because it was done by a woman, but I thought Blood Fist, there's nothing on this. It was, I don't know. It was just so clean. Uh, yeah, it, this, this starts the. Um, and I want a kicking of, skirt. I mean, you just cut two big slits up the side <laughs> of a normal skirt. You've got like, yourself a kicking skirt. Like, Mum, I have got a popper skirt that if you, you know, sat wrong, it would just pop open. So I could do that. Activate popper skirt. That's, that's a different kind of kicking. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the the arrest, uh, red vest, starey eyes, whatever you called him, <laughs> kicking man, and take him to the station. Is this when we go to Paladol having another fight, or is there something before that? Oh, no, so they, they take him back and interrogate Kiki, um, and then Carrie, who's the, the new cop, um, Carrie Morris, I think her name is, she comes in and Inspector then just Morris, yeah. straight up kicks his cup of tea out of his hands. <laughs> no tea for you. Migration. <laughs> Yeah, well, it doesn't look about. Like I said, Hong Kong police, like, there is no internal affairs, is there? Like, she's just... from Scotland, does, apparently. He does actually say, that bloke does say, I'm not going to talk, even if you bring the Pope in. I mean, is the Pope known for his interrogation <laughs> techniques? This <laughs> is the cross in your head, really. Yeah. Oh, no, we've missed a bit. We've missed a bit at the airport as well with those two guys. Oh yeah, that's say true. that um, Cynthia Rothrock would She's only... as ugly as sin, as they say, <laughs> and she'd only be good in a level three dance club. That's it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I've not See, uh, got the... competency for level three yet. I'm only See, at the level two dance clubs. Right. I don't know. Is five the best dance club, <laughs> or, or ten? Is it? Now, what's what? it out of? It's it's like all... Defcon levels. <laughs> It's inverted, yeah. yeah. Mm. Again, these are the things I need to know. There's no... I was thinking of it like a City and Guilds level three nightclub or something like that. According to Dirty Janet, right, (laughs) your one is your highest, right, and then you go down like that and they go down to about 10. You don't want to be in a a 10. But GCSEs now are the other way. If you get a nine, that's great. That's like top... This this was the 80s, different times. Different times. (laughs) Oh, maybe, though. It could be like that. It's not bad, then. Like, if it's out of nine... Or maybe top, it's minus four percentile. Plus four. Oh, I'm not getting into that. That's a <laughs> fish. Negatives shouldn't be allowed in scores. <laughs> right. And also, them two weren't exactly oil paintings themselves. And Cynthia Rothrock is hotter than them, I would say, on the scale of yeah, but they do one a lot to of, nine in reverse. They do a lot of women, oh, like chatty women and get back to the kitchen and all that stuff. It's very Yeah, much, they're, uh, they're kind of jerks. One of them tries to arrest her because he's a policeman, but he's just pushing baggage around. So I didn't understand that. But he accuses her of starting a fight in an airport and I'm like she didn't really start it she ended it yeah <laughs> she should get a medal yeah. key, to the, key to the city and this starting a fight in an airport really a crime now it is back in the 80s you could carry guns and all sorts on it like nobody cared thanks a lot Al Gore and chains around your neck course. yeah yeah you have to take that off now yeah put it in that little tray thing and wait eight. yeah anyway chain box is he in this? Is he one of the bad guys later on? 
Because there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, so the- yeah, so he's he's been interrogated, and and then the on turns- speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> he's not turned up yet. Madame turns up though, and doesn't like the fact that he she's kicking his cup of tea. That's too far. <laughs> In both our cultures, that's too far. He legitimately bounces someone's head off a desk later on, but spilling someone's tetley. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, and then they decide to transport him in a police jeep. I'm not sure why, though. I thought he was at the precinct, but maybe he was in a back room. <clears throat> because you know, Karen beaten him up and he was like, oh, yeah. I need the hospital. So they let him go to the hospital in the She takes, ambulance takes him into a darkened room, doesn't she? And just beats the crap out of him for no <laughs> yeah, reason. Yeah, and, and then they go, that's not, you know, we don't do that here. So why did you let me go and do it then? Um, does she not, just, does, does Madame not say, you won't get confessions by just beating them? And I'm like, try, try setting fire to them as well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried psychological torture? <clears throat> I mean, don't yeah. want the answers. I don't so want the, the answers, the, even if you told me to them. I the listen. ambulance jeep then gets a flat tire, so you know what's going to happen next. Alright! How, do, how does he get the flat tire? That's what I want to know. know. Uh, they look out the window and go, oh, it's a flat tire. Have you seen the state of the roads in this thing? <laughs> There's bits of, like, van parts everywhere. All over the... That's from the yeah. first action sequence. It was all filmed in the same day. Should we move that big truck out of the way? Nah, it'd be fine. Nah. Just, work, just work around it. He elbows his way to freedom anyway. Um, doesn't the, kick for this one. The least Uses exciting chase ever, yeah. Uh, and then Madame and, and uh, Carrie Morris, they argue about letting the man go free, um, uh, sort of like pitted against one another. They're not friends yet. That'll take time. Kicking that'll, and time. That'll take time <laughs> and handing your gun and your badge in. Oh, yeah. In English. <laughs> yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves here, but still. Is this now when uh, Paladol is attacked in his house? Oh, yeah, yes, Kiki tracks him down. Yeah. While he's boiling a pan of noodles and some eggs. And he throws the pan of ramen at his face. He does. Misses. He misses with everything he throws at him. The waste of super noodles that was, wasn't he? <laughs> if only he, had, only he had his little pork pie hat on, he'd have been fine. But, um, yeah, there's a, like a very increasingly odd game of cat of and mouse. My favourite bit is when he punched big, he throws him through a door, and then um, Paladol reappears, but it's a dummy with a mouthful of dynamite. Yeah. How the hell did he run down so quickly? That's what I want yeah, That's what I'm saying. If he spent <laughs> more time on his product and less on getting out of trouble data from the Goonie style antics. <laughs> Uh, it's a very twizzly house as well. There's lots of things that like move around and like secret compartments. And yeah, stuff. and gates that have sliding extra gates inside them. Yeah, it, it was a really good sequence. This bunk beds that move that are on wheels. Yeah, and a fire extinguisher. <sighs> uh, he scrambles out, doesn't he? Um, after that, te- that's because the TNT goes off, isn't it? No, that's like the the, the, the the dynamite head doll is very early on in the fight. Oh right, it's, it's a blur. To be honest, it <laughs> was he, very he, visual. He, he gets onto the, the bunk bed. He, he goes like, "Come and get me." The guy jumps up. He then like pushes the bed off the bed. wall and goes through the bit at the top of the door. The yeah. And then I can't remember what happens then, but he some for some reason dives out of the window. Yeah, and that's the same. Yeah, that's the that's the key point about this is that I've already used salient. I can't use salient twice in one evening. Um, he jumps out of the window and then he tries to get back up. He's like on some cable or something like that, trying to get to the top of the building. And in that time, Kiki manages to like run to the to the top. He's at the other building there to meet him. Yeah, he's gone down the stairs, across the street, <laughs> run up. Yeah, uh, grabs his arm and. <clears throat> Um, Inspector Morris appears and says, uh, bring him up or I'll shoot you. And he goes, I don't think you will. So she shoots near him and he goes, I'm just going to let him go then. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she tells him, I'll shoot you, I'll let him go. 
to no, she, wants to, she wants to bring him up. You bring him up or I'll shoot you. Right. She says that in one bit and then in the next bit she says, I'll let him go. So he lets him go, which... Right. Again, I'm an adult throughout all of this. It's like, what the if fuck is like, going on? If you tell a kid two things, they're going to go with the last thing you said. So that's oh, what he like, did. Is it yeah. like getting directions in a car? You only remember yeah. the last sentence, right? Okay. So Panadol is being hung by... Like aerial cable or something? Yeah, he like, drops. It, he drops he must, like 50 yeah. foot or something. He must have a neck of steel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Panadol, uh, why um, Strepsil was twisting it before he strengthened it all, <laughs> in case he gets accidentally hung on a load of sky dishes. But he makes a lot of noises. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then a, a range of, I'm going to say, at least 200 foot, uh, Cynthia Rothrock just shoots the cable and lets him fall the last five foot to the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, Hong Kong police are mental, even though she's from Scotland. <laughs> They must think in Scotland, right? That uh, Scotland Yard is actually in Scotland, wasn't it? To be fair, my wife used to think that. Until recently. And she lived in London. Scotland's like, Yard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so only when she went past they went, oh, right, that's that's here. No, because it has New Scotland Yard, and she assumed it was an old Scotland Yard <laughs> in Scotland, and they decided to move it down there. It's too far away. They go to the police station. Panadol is told that um, Inspector Morris already has a nickname, and that nickname is... Like foreign, foreign chick. Nasty foreign Nasty chick. Nasty foreign chick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. If you, watch, if you watch the dubbed version that I've got, right. she's called she's called what, bitch? Oh, ah. right. That might make more sense later on then when they're going on about fat chicks. Yeah, uh, that lost me. Yeah, I did not get that at all. Yeah. Everyone was talking about fat chicks. I was waiting I'm... for a load of fat white women to walk in the <laughs> club later. To come through. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Michelle Yeoh, madam, appears and he's like, oh, she tells Gary, that's the other police officer, yeah. to, take, to take him away. And I was like, Gary? Gary got <laughs> sent to arrest everyone in this. <laughs> Gary, just Gary, pull your Gary. finger out and do something for once. He's not travelling back to water in London. <laughs> oh, this is where we meet the guy with the stick on Tash, isn't it? The, the Saddam Hussein guy. Or maybe I missed it before, like I said. Yeah, I don't, I don't know who it was before. But yeah, it's, it's Henry Tin again. Speaking to you, I didn't take Sergeant many notes Magdalene. in this film because I was actually really enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, so Mad Dog has got three chevrons on his arm, which must make him a sergeant. So I've called him Sergeant Mad Dog, uh, and he's been he's talking to him about opium and money in his fancy house. And he then, has got uh, a fancy house. It is very fancy. Two, two long. waterfalls near the stairs. Yeah, that's. that's I fancy mean, is that his house? Is that not Mr. Dick House? That was Henry Tin's house. <laughs> oh, see, this is where I got confused. Who is Mr. Dick? It's, Who it's is a Mr. HMO Tim? in there. They're all there. <laughs> Who owns the house? Mr. Dick gets it for three weeks a year, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's a timeshare, is what it is. No, Mr. Dick is the guy who shot the apple. Not William William Tell. Uh, but he works for Mr. Tin, I believe. Yeah. As does Sergeant Mad Dog. As does the other guy with the sword with the Judge Dread top on later on. Right. <laughs> and all the okay. katana warriors that they can summon. So everyone yeah. knows their places now and where they should be for the next Game seat. of Thrones, this, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and he's telling him about all this, yeah. this crime they're getting up to. And the, yeah, Strepsil, Panadol, and Aspirin are behind uh, uh, the, the microfilm going missing. So they should go and get them. So now everyone knows that these three people are, are involved. Apart from themselves, they've got no idea that this is happening. Uh, but Panadol is asked to identify the person who gave sold, him the passport. gave him the passport to yeah. sell, and he immediately shits the bed and dumps the other two in straight away. Uh, he first lies and says it was a big, tall man, and then says it was a very <laughs> small man with tiny Hi, eyes. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just literally has that page open and he goes, so these two then, yeah. It's like, yeah. Mm. Gary takes him away to probably be beat up some more. 
And then, is this where we go to the, the snooker hall? Yeah, and I lost it at this point. I, I was like, no why are we in a snooker on. hall? Why does Strepsil pour a glass of San Miguel that's 70% head? Oh, Just but it had a rip-off top, though, like an old can. He, he holds that glass level so. and just tips it in vertically. Strepsil's a forger, mate. He's not, a, he... he's not a barman. <laughs> he's not a forger. Panadol's the, the forger. What, Strepsil? Oh, Strepsil's just a pervert. But... Yeah. He isn't a bartender. <laughs> Strepsil's Danny Baker. Danny Baker. He's, if you want someone going door-to-door issuing laundry challenges, then he's your man. The long and short of it is that they lose money on a bet because there's somebody... I think that is... Is Fat Chick the man who's... Like, no, dab I'm I'm pool, assuming yeah. fat chick is a bad translation of like like a hustler, like a the waiting for a rich person to come in so they can make a bet again, they can hustle them at snooker. That's yeah. what I assume. Like making a fat book in it. Yeah, and it's just it's just a bad translation. Oh, okay, that, all right. Because I was like, sense. if you if you're looking to meet chunky ladies, a snooker <laughs> hall is not the place to go about it. <laughs> no, outside a church hall when there's like a way watchers meet you finishing, probably Stop your best bet <laughs> with a bag of chips. <laughs> Come over, only three sins. Like a chip to the canatizer. <laughs> Come on, lower him into your van. This has gone weird. <laughs> but they'll still be there at the next meeting going, oh, I don't know how I've gained weight. I only had a bag of chips. <laughs> Every night. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm assuming it's a bad translation. They place a bet with a, a, a snooker player whose head we don't see. Um, yeah. And they put a grand, a grand an angle, was it said? It's a grand a point. On the, on the version we had, I'm sure it said a, a grand an angle. Yeah, so I imagine that was per ball. Per ball, yeah. But I was like, what was it? Yeah, so they had, <laughs> and, and literally, um, is it Strepsil breaks off and then the fat chick guy gets a perfect break, gets a 147. Per yep, point. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't miss a beat and says that's 140. 47 grand you owe me and their response have a fight about it yeah, that's bye. the answer of everything. do some do some kicking yeah um yeah, i think strepsil uh no it's the other one aspirin says let's go to the restroom and he says why and he says so you can flush me down the toilet and for a moment i thought they were going to do it mr dick turns up in the middle of this and just starts fighting everyone for no reason let's just kick the shit out of anyone harder. anything moving <laughs> And then a motorbike appears. Yeah, so they escape out, they spill out onto the street, and there's a motorbike at the end of it with the most competent motorcyclist I've ever seen. Defying the Nothing law. Doesn't matter. doesn't matter what's in the way, he'll get over it on that motorbike. <laughs> yeah, could have been anything. Scales a fucking fence. <laughs> It's like yeah. a glitching Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chain link fence, fuck you. Someone's turned flipping <laughs> off. Yeah. They escape after some barrel fun, but um, he manages to go up a roof. <laughs> like a quick diversion. Yeah, again, uh, at this point, I was like, I don't know what's happening. There's so much stuff flashing before my eyes. That yeah. Um, they go into a level three disco bar anyway. <laughs> say that outside. Has it got like a food hygiene rating of just like, this is a level three. <laughs> Three or above only. Yeah. Five. Uh, get out of here. Show us your moves. You can't come in. And the two lady, the two lady cops are following them as well. Yes, because they have a parasol fight at one point. <laughs> yes, they do. 
with the guy on the motorbike. Do they not like whoa, chase him with it? Or I don't know what happens to him because he isn't Mr. Dick, is he? And then Mr. Yeah. Dick shows up at the disco and tells him to go into the toilet and then threatens him in yeah, the toilet. There's a the lot of men in that toilet. And if a I know men. men, there is not a lot of men in a bathroom at there's, any There's also time. not a lot of talking in the bathroom as well. <laughs> you go in, you pee, you get out. Yeah, don't don't make eye contact. There's none of that what I have to do. None of that washing your hands, are there? No. <laughs> Rub it on your trousers and get you out there. Under the tap, back of the trousers. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I have to deal with crying women and other such nonsense. Yeah, but you get to sit down while you do it, and like it's less disgusting <laughs> than a men's. No, we have to hover. We don't. Yeah, sit. Oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, I'll give you that. Never ends, does it? Women's work's never done. Uh, um, the lady fighting rudely enter while it's occupied. And it's a good job. It's a level three nightclub because otherwise Cynthia wouldn't be allowed in. <laughs> They didn't even pay a cover charge, did they? No. She activated a skirt and they was like, oh, that's a good skirt. You can come in. That's good for Saturday Night Fever. Or oh, whatever. she's wearing a skirt at this point. I think she's wearing a blue it's like jumpsuit, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah she's oh, got, is this where she's in the blue jumpsuit? She looks yeah, like no. she's come from Greenham Common. <laughs> yeah, she just got off that Jeep after trying to build a youth centre on an island with Annika Rice. <laughs> Uh, I don't yeah. know what happens in this fight. They have, a, they have a big fight and nothing really comes it's of it. The, it's the parasol fight, yeah. There's lots of bits I, I remember that. people going through glasses, but <laughs> I can't remember what the outcome of it is because I was just like, another fight, great. I think in the, they like leech out into the mess of the nightclub and they all go yeah. their separate ways. And there's a lot of women in the nightclub. There's a lot of women in the nightclub in bikinis, just yeah. walking around in bikinis. Yeah, when they come out of the yeah. toilet, there were all these women hanging about and I was like, I don't know why, no. but it's very pleasing. It's very pleasing. <laughs> It's a very hot club, so the heating's broke. One thing I did notice is just there's one bloke walking past, and Mr. Dick just gets him and chucks his head through something, some glass <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> That's oh, why he's called Mr. Dick. <laughs> just a dick. I don't know what it was either. I, I My first Look inclination like is, <laughs> I thought it was one of those things where you put a penny in and it sort of stamps it. But well, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was just asking. It was made of glass. It was just asking to have something <laughs> stoved into stoked. it. <laughs> Uh, Strepsil and Aspirin go home Unlock all the doors Shove the sofa up against It's a very light looking sofa as well Yeah Shove that up against the door He and does then, try uh... and move the fish tank there though He does, does. He? Yeah he tries to move the fish tank And um, Aspirin says Why are we moving the fish tank There's no way for them to get in here and then he likes to fag the wrong way around. Yes, and then he, he, he yeah, which we've all done. Yeah. I mean, that motorbike, uh, he, no, he'll find his way in. <laughs> he'll ram that motorbike through the letterbox if he has to. <laughs> Come through the skirting boards. <laughs> <laughs> Sideways. Um, Aspirin leans on a piano and it makes a dramatic noise. And then Strepsil says, it's scaring, though. Yeah, that's the translation errors. <laughs> Do not want. <laughs> they were the best thing in this, apart from the kicking. Um, is the next bit the bizarre traffic warden scene? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Go on, Randall, talk us through it. Right, so you've got a traffic warden and a policeman all wanting to fight. They want to put a ticket on a car. And for some reason, <laughs> they start a fight. <laughs> <laughs> they just start kicking off against each other. No reason at all. I didn't realise that one was a traffic warden and one was a police officer. No, I, I didn't know It's first. the same uniform. No, it's slightly different. It is slightly different. Right, one's, okay. a light, one's a lighter colour of a beige. Pay attention. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, just let one of you do it, doesn't matter. And then so, they, yeah. won't, they won't hit each other because, like, what's it? He says, it's an offence to hit a traffic warden. And then the policeman says, it's an offence to hit a policeman. So neither of them would start the fight. They're just like, <laughs> just like facing off against each other. Yeah, like, if, you, if, you put, if you put a metal rod in between it and magnets on each one, then you actually <laughs> generate some electricity. Um, and Strepsil and Aspirin wander into this hearty urban scene I just think- and, <laughs> and decide to, like, pick one of them. 
Um, so initially they back the policeman because everyone hates traffic cops, apparently. Well, they, they say if they hit the policeman, they'll go to jail. And that's Which where they then change the mind. Like, I get yeah. protection in jail. So then they, they turn on the policeman. And Again. considering the little weeds, the amount of injury they caused to that policeman is quite outstanding. He's got he's a good kicking, wasn't he? Mm. He was quite old, so I imagine he's quite easy to beat up. Quite was, easy to bruise. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was drinking that water, and I was like, oh, bless it. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> Wounds are probably this, real. This went on for about 10 minutes, this scene. I was like, what is happening? It just felt like, oh, we need to get over a minute, uh, an hour and a half. Put them two guys out and let them improv something. The, the lady cop, um, one of them anyway, finds them and then decides that they're not going to press charges for some reason. So then they decide that they still want to be in jail and they plot to remove her clothes. Yep. And my toes were starting to curl for a second <laughs> time in this film. But um, that scene is just phenomenal. It's like two seconds of what? Well, she yeah, does what? deliver a great double punch to both of them at the same time. Pure She's class. got like a tube top or something underneath <laughs> anyway. But you've always but I was as surprised the as they were. Uh, yeah. So then they just get dumped out on the steps, like no charges. Like I don't know what you have to do in Hong Kong to get arrested around here. Well, it turns out nothing or everything. Like if you're just in the <laughs> middle ground, you're probably fine. Trespassing so, on property, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. They I leave. Did... They leave the police station and then go back to the snooker club because they've just not had enough. It's not a lot of ground here because you get arrested for anything. I mean, I found a bag not long ago, <laughs> right? And all I did was look in it, right? And I got arrested for it. I mean, there was a torso in it, Martin. But... <laughs> Was it a dummy or was it a real torso? Real torso. Mm. Did you heavy. It? I couldn't pick it up. It's fucking massive. So I just <laughs> lifted it up and left it there, right? And I got done for it. Now. You're out now. But if that was in Hong no, Kong, no. you'd have been all right. Been all right. right. Take it home with you. Just beat <laughs> you up. Give it the dog. Beat you up and then you're on your way. <laughs> take your punishment beating. <laughs> so can I take this torso back with me then? Panadol, meanwhile, is at home forging. Oh, no, so they, sorry. They, yeah, they do go to the pool bar because the two lady cops turn up in a car and bundle them in, take them to the pool bar, and then when they start a fight, they vanish. Yeah, and they go, oh, no. So, I fucking leave them there. Give them a good kick in. What is the, 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 the Hong Kong, punishment? What is the Hong Kong policy on, like, cruel and unusual punishments? Because this seems very... Take them back to get well, beat up by a snooker player. and he's You're crazy. not allowed to beat them up in a darkened room, but if you take them back to a scene that they know, then that's fine. If you're not the one doing the beating. <laughs> if you're, yeah. Right. Yeah, so it's a good line, isn't it? It's all right to watch, but not to take bars. Oh. <laughs> I've heard about bars in the Amsterdam about like that. <laughs> Uh, so then, then we cut to Panadol home forging, and then the other two come back, and then by a very convoluted series of events, he finds out that the microfilm is stuck to his headlamp and is projecting a contract onto the wall. Fake contract. Fake contract. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> Complete with wax seal. Yeah, I mean, why not? At this, point? <laughs> <laughs> this is a photocopy, isn't it? It's microfiche. But I'm sure on the wall there is a copy and it's got a big wax seal on it. That's art on uh, Panadol's wall that just <laughs> frames up oh. nicely with it, you see. Okay. Well, what hasn't he got in there? It's like an Aladdin's cave of stuff that he's just accrued. It's all booby trapped, retooled <laughs> for its own purposes. There is a shop in Accrington called Aladdin's Cave. There is, yes, yes. Near, uh, near, yeah. <laughs> Still open. Just... It was open during the pandemic. That people need junk, it would appear. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do is is it now when um, Madam and Inspector Norris get pulled in front of the chief again? Uh, not sure. 
I've got that they they so Strapsaw goes to to hand the microfilm into Madam, and then both the lady cops I've put go to Mister Tin's office to arrest him. Yes. Yeah, because so. the other two the other two have got the microfilm, the real microfilm, and give him the five pound. Yeah, so there's like what a double it? bluff going on. Oh, yeah. it's an extra layer of convolution. <laughs> in our, an already confusing film. So and the then Panadol madams... rings him up. And, yeah, yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So the two madams go to Mister Tin's house, and he gets a phone call. Then, and is it Panadol? It is, yeah. yeah. And he says, like, don't worry, what they've got is a fake. And they just arrest him anyway. It's like, why not? And, and apparently you can drain. sue. You can oh. sue the police if they arrest you and it turns out to be fine, which I don't think is a thing anywhere. No. Police do what they want, especially in Hong it, Kong. I mean, we've already proved that, yeah. <laughs> even even security get guys can just randomly fire shotguns in the crowds of people and there's zero consequences for that. Uh, so they take Mr. Tin down to the precinct and Mr. Wong, the chief inspector, comes out. He says, forced to let him go. They're going to sue us and everything. Uh, and then he gives the two lady cops uh, tickets out of Hong Kong, even though one of them is from Hong Kong. No, it's um, it's so um, <laughs> Madam can have her time off and Cynthia Rothrock can get back to Scotland. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she tears it up anyway because she didn't want to do anything. And then they hand in their badges. <laughs> I've been like, yeah, I don't really care about yeah, but only only Madam tears us up. Cynthia doesn't. Oh right, okay. So she's yeah. still got the ticket. That's that's the sequel. That is <laughs> what where where the microfiche goes to Scotland and the goes to Aberdeen, Ed- Edinburgh <laughs> Castle. Yeah. <laughs> Madam hands her gun and her badge in, and she's like, "I'm going to do this on my own time or something." And then Cynthia like just puts hers down and goes, "Yeah, the same, but in English," <laughs> and walks off. English, yeah. And that's, that. last, that's, that's the last we see of, uh, of Inspector Wong. And then this is where this is where the guy that's dressed like the chief judge in Mega City One appears. Because we go back to Mr. Tin's house. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. Um Madam is gonna go and solve this on her own. And Cynthia Rothrock comes down the stairs and they do the nod, get in the car, let's go fuck some shit up thing. And then we got a Mr. Tin's house where whole series of events happened that I have no recollection of. Yeah, this this starts out like a long running like last 30 minute sequence and I'm I'm going to be honest my my notes get vague at this point because so, there's a lot of kicking. But it starts all, starts though. Go on. Go on I, I, I was just going to say that it starts with Strepsil turning up at the house and acting all fancy. Is this see I got confused at this point as Panadol had his comeuppance yet or is that no. after? No, not yet. Right, okay. See, this is where I got really confused. Yeah. So, so Strepsil is part of this plan, isn't he? He turns up acting all fancy because he thinks they're going to pay him for the microfilm. Um, and then they end up beating him up because they know where Panadol is and they're going after him. So he's got nothing, essentially. You just like, basically, got to kick the shit out of you, little wanker. <laughs> <laughs> there was so much kicking in this bit. I just, I lost track of what happened when. <laughs> right, because then I've got, Thingy comes in with a gun. He's got, he's brought all the guns with him, both fake and real. <laughs> And proceeds yeah, to play that's like a. After, that's after Panadol's thing. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yes, sorry, it was, it was a- Aspirin. Him. Aspirin, the younger one, he's there acting all fancy. And then it, for a moment, it cuts to Strepsil, the older Danny DeVito, Danny Baker mishmash, at home in a bath singing Where Have All the Flowers Gone? Um, <laughs> and the lady cops hammer on his door, so he goes to answer it in the nip. Uh, There's a lot of it. He is. He drops his towel and he's just out. Yeah. She doesn't try and trap it in a book this time. <laughs> She's seen enough. Number one crime in uh, Hong Kong, that is a uh, book cockage. 
Right. So then, oh, then God, do they goodness. go to Mister Tin's house? <laughs> Who isn't going to Mister Tin's? Uh, <laughs> ah, pity the fool. Well, well Panadol get beaten. Mister Mister Dick yeah, beats the yeah, shit yeah. out of Panadol, shoots him, right, and then he dies from like a shot in the arm or something. <laughs> yeah. So Strepsil's carrying him like, oh, Panadol, you'll be fine. And then, uh, yeah. is it one of the madams is like, he's dead. Yeah, he's, he's dead. dead Panadol points him to the microfilm because he still thinks the deal can be done, and the microfilm is held inside a tiny toilet with a fake. Under the tit. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, and then he just grabs that and then just shoots him. <laughs> yeah, why, why not? The prop department on this must have been having a laugh. <laughs> what have we got left over? Stick a tit in a toilet, that'll do. It's <laughs> <laughs> big Deus Ex Machina. Tit toilet. Get on. <laughs> got 19 other films to make today. <laughs> Dick shoots him and then Strepsil recently uh, bathed and, and clothed and the lady cops turn up. Um, try, he tries to get him to the infirmary uh, where they'll have enough sort of cotton wool and credit cards credit credit card to sell a suit to him. Uh, but he dies on the way and then he gets mad. And then that's when he goes up, he grabs everything, that's grabs when every he grabs all gun, the guns, fake, yeah. real, imagined, uh, just and the, straps it to him. And the grenade. The, the, sing, Grenal, the ba- yeah. baby's first grenade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and yeah. then it's the, the the final showdown. Yeah, like the ninth final showdown. <laughs> he bikes over to the, what's called the Dragon Villa, which I quite liked, uh, where Mr. Tin is and all his goons. And then he threatens Mr. Dick and Mad Dog attacks him. And that's when he throws that grenade that he's been secreting about his person. And everyone hits the deck because they think this grenade's about to go off. And then it just plays a nice tinkly little tune. Plays a nursery rhyme, yeah. It plays then, Happy Birthday. I wrote it down. Yeah. He plays Happy Birthday. Is that okay. what it was played? I didn't What a that. fun gift for someone. <laughs> <laughs> happy Birthday. Could be your last one. <laughs> Lots of fake gun tomfoolery at yeah, this he, point. He pulls out all these guns. He tries to shoot uh, Chief Judge, but the bullets aren't real. He falls to the he falls to the ground like he's been shot. And then he goes, no blood. <laughs> <That was> like, <laughs> is he a replicant? No, it turns out that this gun was fake. So he literally like pulls out two more guns, like the Matrix at this point. And he's like, these could be the real ones. I don't know. We've already done this bit, haven't we? Um, starts, <laughs> pulls them out, starts blasting. And then sword men appear. So many sword men. Because it just keeps ramping up at this point. I was half expecting someone with a cattle prod to show up, to be honest. <laughs> with flexi shaft. Flexi shaft, yeah. Um because doesn't he lose? Like he loses all his guns. He picks up two swords and charges them, and then a load of swordmen come and like just start but hitting him. Just start hitting him. <laughs> he just does this, and that not, not one of them thought to stab rather than slash. <laughs> just holds the katanas above his head, and they just bang on it from above. It's <laughs> only done day one of sword fighting school. Just slashing, <laughs> no stabbing. Um, he swallows I- the microfilm as well, and I like this because uh, Mister Tin says that he wants to burn him to death to destroy all the evidence, and he says, "Don't do that because you're." You'll all be cursed. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use that for everything. Like that. Joe, can you send these reports off? No, because you'll be cursed if I do. It's a very Danhausen way of getting around these things. Yeah. Wouldn't eating it dissolve it anyway? You wouldn't want it afterwards, would you? No. You wouldn't want to look at it. Eight contracts, I know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't no. But it's made of cellulose, then. So it would just dissolve. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Madams appear and karate ensues. 
Oh, they uh, shoot the case as well. The case full of what I assume was money. Oh, I thought they shot the petrol canister because the they wanted to blows up. They wanted to burn him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And it's a really right. impressive scene. It was, but I didn't know that it was petrol. So I was like, well, why did that do that then? five minutes before where they're going, let's burn him, let's burn him. <laughs> I thought that was just an aspiration. I didn't realise they had material on hand. <laughs> yeah. They had yeah. Well, then, we've got well, all this petrol anyway. But then two of them are like, mm, I don't want to be cursed. I'm not doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Do it with diesel. <laughs> oh, it takes ages to start that. And um, does anybody want to sum up the general fight that happens at this point? Because uh, it's awesome. a blur. There is um, Michelle Madam's skills are superb. There's a there's a bit where she like backflips someone onto like the wooden frame with the glass panels in it, and it goes right on his spine and does not give. I'm like, that's him never working again because <laughs> uh, yeah, they've broken yeah. his spine. There's a lot of cool moves. For this scene, I wrote, then we are blessed with a truly impressive fight scene and another parasol. Is there another parasol? There is another parasol. It's like a wooden looking one. Like yeah, a job one. lot of them. Yeah, and she just and I just thought this is amazing. <laughs> um, it, it also contains my favourite bit of dialogue in the whole film, which is when I think it's Morris says to the other one, Are you all right? And she turns around and says, Of course I'm okay. He's only a peanut. And I don't <laughs> understand it. That might be a translation error again. <laughs> or he could actually be. Did he have a top hat and a monocle on his? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's also a very good bit where uh, Madam goes through like the glass banister. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, that was cool. And then like bulldogs the other two guys through it, which I thought was particularly impressive as well. It is all very it was, impressive. It was well choreographed fight scenes. Unlike Blood Fist 3. Blood Fist can fucking do one after this. <laughs> Are we just doing the uh, Madam stories now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then there's Cynthia Rothrock doing a Spider-Man bit on the wall. Yeah. She, like, she oh, goes yeah. cane and she stands, st- sticks to the wall and hits someone in the face with a fucking cane. And that's where they got the idea for Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Because she stays up there for a while. <laughs> Must have Prit stick on her face or something. <laughs> I knew that would come in, Andy. None of that YPO shite. And then... The rest of the Mr. Oh, sorry, Mr. Wong, the policeman. It's Mr. Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Detective yeah. Wong yeah, yeah. shows up with like an entire three SWAT divisions of people, <laughs> and they go, "All right, we're going to arrest you, Mr. Tin." No, no, sorry, we're going to arrest the two remaining over-the-counter drugs. He, he phoned them. Yeah, Mr. Tin phoned the police. That's the only reason why they're there. Uh, meanwhile, he's got aspirants of Mad Dog and the other Mr. Dick. I think died. They just died in the maelstrom of kicking that's happened. Um, there is also <laughs> another good bit where someone does the splits on a grand piano and traps Mad Dog's hand in the yes. top of the piano, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was very good. That was the beginning of the end for him. Um, but there's another choice bit of dialogue when Mr. Tin comes out with Aspirin and he's, you know, like got a knife or something on him. And Aspirin just shouts out, don't trust him. He's a big liar. Yeah. Oh, Mad Dog gets thrown through the glass thing. Uh, I think he gets through through the glass uh, fountain. Glass fountain. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it does a panning down shot, and he's got all bits of glass stuck in his face, like hell, <laughs> like Hellraiser. <laughs> I can't fault it. Please uh, tell everyone to put all the shit down. The chief judge has been shot at this point as well. He gets shot by someone. I don't know who. But the guy with the Judge Dredd badge on gets shot. I don't know who shot him. I can't remember. They, they, they're going to take uh, the Panadol and uh, Aspirin? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Panadol's Panadol. Panadol's dead. dead. Strepsil and Aspirin. Strepsil. They're going to arrest them for some reason. Getting this um, Gary's job, by the way. Gary's ordered to do that. <laughs> Gary's that. Gary never sleeps. Gary's always on the clock. Um, and Mr. Tin is like, I love laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, they lead them out of the house. And Aspirin is informed that Tin was the one that got Panadol killed. And then Aspirin says, is there really a god? 
<laughs> was a very bleak way to end it. Because then he, he grabs a pistol and everyone goes, huh? Does a reaction shot. Uh, he shoots Mr. Tin twice in the back. And then oh, someone says, what's the last line in it? Yes, finish him off. What's oh, is that, is that it? That's just, yeah. He just jumps up and goes, fucking finish him off, mate. <laughs> yeah. And then he just like fires four more bullets into him and the film ends. And I was like, what? That's... <laughs> Is there a second one? It yeah. also it doesn't say the end. It says in caps Vogue Salon, and I don't know why. That's who did Adam's hair. <laughs> the Vogue Salon. The Vogue Salon. Yeah. Just a special shout out to the Vogue Salon. They've been wonderful throughout. Vogue did not film. touch Madame's hair. It is so. She walked around like she just washed her hair all the way through. <laughs> it looked like she just come out of the shower and combed her hair all the way through. That was the style at the time. She had a lot of that that green um, gel you used to get from like the pound shop. Mm. <laughs> From Danny Baker. Smell that. Yeah, yeah. That was, um, yes, madam, your ratings on the. Well, see, so we were laughing before about the, the rating system of Hong Kong nightclubs, but our own rating system is not much better. <laughs> of w- one to five Fabios of various rich metals. Plus there's been a seagull's anus. Plus the seagull's anus at the bottom end as well, which would be a nine in the Hong Kong. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go three and a half gold Fabios for this. Oh, I was going three golden Fabios. Just because there was bits of it where I got so confused, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, I I rated it down because of that. I still think I, I would give it one golden Fabio tit locked in a tiny toilet. Also golden. <laughs> Is the toilet golden? <laughs> Always. Golden Fabio can only go on a golden toilet. Is that the system? <laughs> it, it lost me at Fat Chicks. I, I just, I don't know <laughs> I on? think that's a that's a poor translation. Yeah, um, yeah. If I'm going to say if if um, foreign nasty foreign woman was translated as white bitch, then I'm assuming fat chicks means something, something to else entirely. Yeah, uh, Randall, your your Randall, your Randall's ranking. Randall's ranking. I'll give it four. I'll give it four. One plus four. Plus four. <laughs> plus four. <laughs> plus four out of negative four to plus four. We don't know. It's fine. No. Make your own rankings up. It's plus fine. Um, it's time for... James Facts. All right, so, yeah, James Facts. Um, this was 1985. Uh, it was the year that saw Back to the Future, uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2, Rocky Four. Very Sylvester Stallone-laden year, that was. That uh, Rocky and the Balboa. Stop it! <laughs> Um, yeah, it was uh, marketed, as we've mentioned before, it was Police Assassins, but it's also got other names as well, because it forms the start of the series In the Line of Duty. In the Line of Duty 1, yeah, that's what I've got. It's not both to be confused with the TV series of the same name. Well, that's called Line of Duty. <laughs> ah, okay. In the Line of Duty, it forms 1 and 2, and I don't know why. Uh, it's also been marketed as Ultra Force 1 and Ultra Force 2. Again, I don't know why it's sequentially... Yeah, and Super Cops. Uh, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of super cops. Yeah, just that on a on a DVD <laughs> with a tiny toilet in the background. It um, generated it, it opened at theaters. Generated instantly ten million Hong Kong dollars, which I've converted to da- today's money. If I've done that right, is about uh, forty million, which uh, is about three million, nearly four million pounds today. So it did pretty well. I've calculated. Um, well, do you know how much it ran- cost? No, no, that's how much it uh, produced. Yeah, no, but do we know how much it cost to film? No, no. Okay. I think they just scrounged everything off the street. That's all. That, uh, yeah, anyway. Gary, Gary, bring your tiny <laughs> toilet. <laughs> 
will be in the film. Great. The tiny toilet down. Gary, I wish to use it. My microfilm. Um, I've calculated with that money, you could buy, for your goons, uh, I'm going to market this at Randall, uh, 63,000 fake Uzis, or if you prefer, it would also get you 748 real World War II Japanese officer swords. As real swords that Japanese officers had. Like, oh. You just hold them like that, and everyone is chewing. <laughs> <laughs> How I many could you get? Xylophone. You could get 748. That's based on a cost projection of 5,000 per sword. Which, if you look it up on Google Shopping, as I often do, I'm going to get the weirdest cookies from this. Yeah. No, I like Randall's idea. We, we should all get two and then just attack each other like this. <laughs> and you have to defend. It'd be good. They're about £2,000 new or £5,000 pounds for a, what purports to be a genuine one from the second world war yeah but they were used for horrible horrible crimes so that's valid you <laughs> i don't know what to say to that. <laughs> uh, you can also use that money if you prefer randall to get twenty thousand acres of the moon uh, I, I don't know why i selected the moon it just sort of i was looking uh that's 249 dollars per 20 acres that converts to about twenty thousand acres of the moon uh you for that you get the acres of the moon to till at your leisure and you also get a lunar deed and I, I, i'm tempted to get one just to see in how whose valid name the lunatic. Yeah, I was, was going to say, is this How valid like, is that? Yeah. I was going to say, listen, one of my children has an acre of the moon bought for them for their like, baptism thing. I don't know. Baptism. They've also got a star named after them. So they're very high in space. Where, hmm. where did they get them from? Was it lunaland.com? Because that's where I was looking. It, it, it could be. Lu- I don't know. Lunaland.com doesn't sound like it's legally <laughs> binding to me. It sounds like a, like a Drayton Manor type Alton Towers it thing. It sounds like when I registered myself to be a vicar and technically yeah, I am, but I don't think it's legally binding in like this country. Yeah. So they've got these, they've got stars named after them in a bit of the moon, but I don't think it's actually legally binding. I think with stars it might be because each new star that's discovered is given a like a reference name and stuff. So in theory, depending on where it's from, it could be. But I imagine there's lots of companies just going that one, yeah, yeah. Ken, yeah. that yeah. one. To be honest, Steve, Randall, yeah, to be honest, one, I don't think you need to spend owns, money on owns that. A acre of the moon as well. It's squatters' rights, isn't it? You know, if you're up there anyway. <laughs> and possession is 80% of the law or whatever this What about is. the moon men? What are they? You're going to displace all the moon men that live there? We're not. Yeah. We'll give them no. broth and it'll be fine. We'll, we'll, give them a reser- we'll give them a reservation to live on. What? And then pox-filled blankets? Like, oh, man, they become an inconvenience. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I mean, you know, these stars that you buy, surely the people who live on the planets going around the stars are going to be a bit pissed off. Yeah, I'm sorry, this is taking it home. No, yeah. We've well, learned they... nothing from the 18th century, have we? No, You've started it. Trying to get lovely... it on your moon time share. <laughs> They've got lovely faces. Now I'm implicated in genocide. <laughs> but I don't know how true that is. Because I ain't going to go to that. I'm not going to go to that star and check who's on there. <laughs> Are my deeds valid? Here is a flag. You know, I'm not going to do that. If I'm buying moon property, real estate, I want a flag. I, I want my, bi- I want my oh. bit cornered off at least. Yeah. I want build on it. Get one of them domes on, like in um, the Total Recall film. I know that's Mars, but yeah, it's doable. I could grow some potatoes there. If Matt Damon can do it, anyone can. <laughs> I'm not feeling good about this now, now that you've mentioned reservations. You didn't oh, like that. You didn't like my 748 real World War II Japanese officer swords. As long as they weren't used for atrocities, but they probably were. 
I don't I don't even know that they're genuine. Yeah, because just, you just stain German... it in tea. You get a new one, stain it in tea, and there you go. During the filming of one of the fight scenes, uh, Cynthia Rothrock got kicked so hard in the side of the head that she was bleeding from her ear. It Ooh. turned out that she had a torn inner ear and then immediately returned to filming. Okay. Is that why she shouted all the line? That probably was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it also, it, because it was her first film as well, she was a martial artist for a long time, started filming this after working with Jackie Chan. Um, just, I think it was just TV, casual TV stuff. Um, then got this gig out in Hong Kong. Immediately there was a monsoon, so filming ceased. She had no idea what was going on. And then apparently was surprised when you just, uh, apparently for a lot of it, she was just talking gibberish because they dubbed over it. So I would like to see somebody try and lip read what she was actually saying and oh. then put that over the subtitles. Oh. When oh. Michelle Yeoh worked with Jackie Chan, he said a woman's place is in the kitchen and she kicked him right in the bollocks. <laughs> Lovely stuff. <laughs> yep, that's a good fact. I'm all for that. Well done, Michelle. She didn't have that Michelangelo book to hand at the time. <laughs> He's obsessed with Ben's groins, is Michelle Yo. She's not booting um, him, she's trapping him in books. Is it like pressing flowers, do you reckon? Like, <laughs> pressing penis. Yes, I think I saw them on a John Peel session. It's fine, don't worry about it. Uh, Michelle Yeoh as well, she um, was opposed to having a stunt worker do the work for her, so she did it herself. Apparently that meant that she had to work at the gym for eight hours a day, as well as being a stunt double for herself. Uh, um, there's, there is one bit where it's clearly not her, because the guy's got a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> um, both uh, Michelle Yeoh and Roth Rock has stated since that they wanted the film not to be too hardcore. Uh, I don't know where that message filtered out, but it did. and they stated that they only wanted the f- wanted families to come in and watch it. So we'll start off with a flasher in in the Waterstones <laughs> and the bloke in oh. hand shot off. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Mum. Happy eighth birthday. <laughs> Looking up the people that were in this was really interesting. It brought me back to the, the first Bloodfest film that we did. Where I was really nervous and I did a lot of research on <laughs> Filipino film history because I didn't know how much to do. Um, but this is very similar in that there's a lot of texture to this. Um, so Panadol, for instance, is legit a filmmaker. He, he started doing stuff on like in the 60s, I think, just as a kid, just picking up cameras and things like that. Um, it was also directed by Cory Yuen, uh, who went on to do a big name. Chinese film that I've seen called Red Cliff in 2008 about the war in uh, like the war in state period um, and he also starred in the lesser known film The Iceman Cometh in 1989 which is about a frozen Ming Dynasty royal guard and an equally frigid rapist killer that he's tracking and they are thawed out in modern day Hong Kong. No, skip that one, hang, thanks. Hang, hang on, hang on. A frigid rapist. There's a just, lot, again, there's a lot of adjectives in there. I'll just have a look for that on eBay. <laughs> the good Iceman one, Cometh. Uh, it was written by Got James Close. Written by James Close. It's his only credit. And Barry Wong, who who also wrote something called "Where's Officer Tuba?" 1986. Probably frozen in ice, all frigid. The poster for that is everything that you wanted to be. There's a man in a kill, a Chinese man in a kill, and it's foreign with a tuba. What more could you want from the film? It's got everything covered there, hasn't it? Uh, Carrie Morris, obviously, is uh, Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, she holds what is, what is Tuba? Why is Officer Tuba dressed like the fat kid from Hook, for one thing, right? <laughs> and why is he being haunted by, the, by Asian Doctor Strange? <laughs> Oh, mate, I kind of want to watch. Oh, Sam O'Hunk! Yeah, right, we're doing that one as well. 
I'm sad that Officer Tuba isn't a sentient Tuba that has gone through the police training. <laughs> Maybe he is. We don't have enough information from that poster alone. Um, I think we have plenty of information from that poster. Yeah, um, Cynthia Rothrock obviously was involved in that. Was um, uh, She's got black belt in seven styles of martial art. Um, and her own karate kill skirt, whatever. Uh, Madame was played by Michelle Yeoh, also starred in Tomorrow Never Dies, the James Bond film. Uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, which is why I mentioned it earlier. It's in that. And the mum in Crazy Rich Asian, who and is horrible. She's the, also the in the worst Christmas film ever, Last Christmas. Really? She is. Yeah. Worst Christmas film, you say? Oh, yeah. Well, I think Joe's got something to say about that. I was going to say, have I watched Last Christmas? Oh, I did Last Christmas. I wish I hadn't. That's <laughs> <laughs> last Christmas I watched that and Strepsil played by John Shum he was a student activist in the 70s and was a member of the Trotskyist vanguard party the Revolutionary Marxist League yeah, and no, is now well. involved with the pro-democracy movement we all know and we all love him don't we? <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've got to say about that thus is broken into shards James Fax itchy nose sorry All right. so Ursin 12 <clears throat> gave it 5 out of 10 in 2001 with the title Rothrock plus Yao equals dead dealing action no the first nope the first chapter of this movie brackets in the line of duty 1 was a hit hit in Asia in the 80s. So the producer company, D&B, famous producer company of martial arts and made in Hong Kong movies, decided to make a sequel. Michelle Yeoh, Brackets Khan, did she get married? Or was that her oh, maiden Oh, yeah, name? yeah, yeah. I think she is also credited in places Khan. Okay. Is not a real martial arts expert like Cynthia Rothrock. She was a Chinese ballet I mean, yeah. I mean, Randall's right. nodding, but yeah. I don't know. This this is this guy's review, so I'm all for it. Uh, Cynthia Rothrock was five years undefeated female karate champion of USA. Mm-hmm. Oh, very this... nearly met her. Oh, oh, nearly that blue dark corridor. I was I was genuinely gutted because I was like, has he managed to wangle me in Cynthia Rothrock? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, you never sure, are you? Like, you know, yeah, nope. Bitch in the hotel, the dark corridor. Big Susan, yeah. <laughs> The story is simple, but the action scenes are perfect. What would you expect more than, than action from these two dangerous, dead-dealing women? They are showing us all their martial arts technique. If you like martial arts movies, then this is your must-to-see movie. If you decide to watch this movie, then find a Cantonese version. English translated version is very bad. Check out Rothrock's Scottish accent in English version. I feel like I need to find English version oh, oh, at this oh, moment oh. in time. Yes, yes, please. I would like to know who made this terrible translating in English. Also, recommend for all Cynthia Rockwood fans. Like Mich- like me, Michelle Yeoh is still the best partner of Cynthia Rothrock. I hope that Michelle and Cynthia ever to- will play in a movie again. <laughs> I don't I don't think English is his first language. No, it got a bit, oh, no, a bit no. thick garbled yeah. we got the We got the message. I'm just thinking yeah. a yes, madam, too. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, madam. <Yeah. laughs> oh, yes, madam, too furious. Cynthia, Cynthia Rothrock ever did a film where she was teamed up with a wisecracking dog. Like, because there was Tex Turner and Hooch, wasn't there? And there was K9 with Belushi. Why not? No woman one, was there? Be a cat, wouldn't it? Be a woman. True. Always is, yeah. Uh, do you want to hear from Mike Mixtape? Uh, I always do. <laughs> Mike Mixtape from 2017 gave it five out of five. Is he out on remand then? Yeah. Is he seen it? <laughs> the DVD is about average. I wasn't expecting anything spectacular. I only got it for the movie. The movie, however, is just great. 
So I'm, I'm questioning what he's actually reviewing here. Is he using the DVD as a shaving mirror? What? <laughs> the action and choreography is just phenomenal. Michelle Yeoh does the great acting in this flick. Even though it's a foreign film, you'll watch the you'll watch the action unfold. It doesn't hurt to read the subtitles because, well, you wouldn't know what's going on otherwise. I like the fact he said she does the acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People have stigma about foreign films. You either learn the language. Oh, hang on. So you either learn the language to understand what they are saying in the film or just read the subtitles. Yeah, I'm aware of foreign cinema, Mr. Mixtape. Well, then Mr. Mixtape goes on to say, I normally just read the subtitles anyway, since I do that with all films and all TV shows. Can we him on next time as well? No. <laughs> I just want his perspective on things. Sounds amazing. He'll just be like, read it. Well, pop- you know, the DVD case was functional. I enjoyed that. <laughs> It kept the DVD safe. Stop Hawks trying to steal my DVD. <laughs> anyway, his lasting sentence is, overall, I'm proud to have this film in my collection. Totally a classic. Hey, Mr. Mixtape, you're very up and down there. <laughs> I, I see, I question whether he's reviewing the actual disc. I don't know whether he's no. using it as a coaster or, like you said, a shaving mirror. He's trying to signal a passing ship. <laughs> I don't know. But I think our Shah might have been me or James because in 1999 he gave it a one out of five stars. Okay. Oh, I mean, they do that kind of thing in the he, late 90s. He titles it Not the Cynthia Roper movie. So I think because me and James started watching the wrong Yes, Madam film, it could have been one of us. <laughs> it's all about British politics. That's Yes, I'm, Madam. <laughs> you're watching the <laughs> The other one had a sweet gong intro to it and I was hooked. <laughs> This one was from Amazon and it said, I bought the movie and had to return it because it was not the Yes Madam with Cynthia Rothrock in it. This is some stupid English dub movie that makes no sense at all and is very ignorant. If you're looking for Cynthia, look somewhere else because this is not the right movie. As far as I could tell, that was like mostly it was a man berating another man for using a computer and then called him a silly boy. (laughs) Yes. That was it. Was a good film. I'd watch it. Oh, again. <laughs> disappointed. But yeah, there wasn't many reviews, and that's what I could find. <laughs> Why would you write a review of something you've not seen? <laughs> <laughs> Because because it was on Amp, that's why I said it was from Amazon. So they were stating that the movie oh, they right. bought if, if was not were, the right. If movie. you were going to watch this, don't watch this one because it's the silly boys computer game one, right? Yeah, yeah. With you, I've <laughs> not like... watched this film, but don't. <laughs> yeah, it, but make sure anything. it's got Cynthia Rothrock in it. I've never stayed in this hotel, but I imagine it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now it's time for this week's Podcast of Greatness. You may ask yourself, does the world really need another podcast? You may also ask yourself, do I really need that extra oatmeal cream pie? The answer to both is probably not. But on what other podcast will you hear pearls of wisdom like this? Choose wisely. Choose tacos. So why is this podcast different from all others? What are our credentials? Are we really less reliable than Wikipedia? All of these trending topics and probably a lot more will be answered on our podcast. What I had heard was... (laughs) Do you really want to record that? Nope. So that's it then. In 
conclusion, that was 1985's Yes, Madam, brackets, the one with Cynthia Rothrock. Those <laughs> <laughs> brackets. On DVD, yeah. On VHS. Uh, I mean, I, I, if the second one continues the story, I kind of want to know what happens. If it's, if it's it the Randall? same... Have you I, seen the second one? That. I've not, yeah, no. There's like 50 of them. What, a police, police violence too, or whatever it was called. <laughs> In the line of duty, one through to 57, I think it is. Yeah, it was called like Ultra Bastards 1, wasn't it? Said. <laughs> it's got, yeah, it's got five it's different It's got many names, names yeah. Just imagine <laughs> if you bought that, right? If you bought like, what's it, Yes Madam, then you think, oh, that one looks good. And you buy Police Assassin. And it's the same fucking <laughs> film. You're going be pissed off, aren't you? And you get Ultra Force. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh. Five. <laughs> I've got five DVDs. They're all the same, but they are good. Quality. <laughs> like, you know, they're not made of tinfoil. <laughs> if we can find the second one and it continues the story, I'd quite like to do this again because it's been very fun. Find out what no villains that. left except no. themselves. Mr. Is Mr. Dick dead? Mr. Dick's dead. They're all, they're all them are dead. But well, you've got the snooker player still, haven't they? They're all dead, Dave. Oh, we can get the snooker player who had looked up and wasn't is an actor, not like a, a Chinese snooker player they snuck in as a cameo. He's just an actor, which I was kind of disappointed about. But the rise of Chinese snooker is only happened in the recent year. It's not important. I'll call that. Um, <laughs> there's academies where you just play snooker all day. That's how they get so good. Imagine Dad would be 50 pints of Holtz in and still shitting shot. <laughs> no, mate, he's there every, like, told you he has his little gang he runs about with now, isn't there? Yeah. Runs about with. <laughs> he does. He's, oh, they love it. I want to go in on Saturdays and he's like, yeah, they're all palling about and stuff. It's like, yeah. Anyway, uh, in conclusion, yeah. Um, thank you very much for joining us, Randall Parker. No problem uh, at all. If you want to, you know, give your, your, your Twitter handle or whatever so people can follow you and, yep. and listen to you. Uh, yep, uh, Rand, at, what's it, um, at Randall Parker. One, that's me. <laughs> that's it. If you want to send you an email, it's uh, if you want to send me an email, it's uh, randallparker1971 at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. It's yes. like a park where I can just find you at any yeah. hour. Yeah, He's... Queen's Park in Edgeby, yeah. right? <laughs> Usually in there, right? It's the bench that doesn't smell of dog shit. Yes, he recorded an episode in that park. You'll do me. You need to listen, man. It's, yeah. I've not got that far. Oh. I was like, he's recorded an episode on a train. Has he actually recorded one on a train? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's nothing. Is it? Is it not? Yeah. Uh, your favourite line from the film, please. Mine? Um, I don't know. Uh, what's it? Uh, probably, they call me what, bitch, which was in Marvel. <laughs> Because she said it and she was so pleased when she said it. Does she do it in a Scottish accent? That would be good. <laughs> Who knows? Of course I'm okay. He's only a peanut. Hip hip hooray. Madam is great. That's it. Goodbye, everybody. Is there ah. really a god? Oh, he's still going. <laughs> That's a good way of ending. Is there really a god? Blammo. <laughs> Help me. Oh man, he's, I've, I've got it on video, VHS.